Hey, are you dealing with any new aches and pains in your body? Well, go on over to thepurplesage.store and take a look at some of the CBD-infused products that they have there for pain management. They have some pain patches. They have lotions. They have creams and salves. They've even got the droppers for the CBD oil that you can put under your tongue. So give it a try. Hopefully it'll help. And hey, don't forget about your pup. They've also got CBD dog treats because, hey, your pups, as they get older, they start to get aches and pains too. So go on over to thepurplesage.store to get all your CBD products. Thank you. Here we are, MZ back with you, still 2021, the world hasn't ended yet, a lot of crazy stuff still happening, I'm sure you're aware of it, no need to go into it, that's not what today's about. So, I guess just to start off, about six months ago, well, maybe a little bit, I guess April, April last year, so just after um, COVID had started, really becoming an awareness of what was going on. Things were starting to shut down. That's kind of when a lot of things for me started internally changing. So I was seeking for some something, clearly. It, it was just, there was chaos all around me. The world's shutting down. There's this pandemic. I had no idea what the hell was going on. So I knew that whatever was happening, I wanted to make sure that I was in a place mentally, emotionally, Spiritually, I just wanted to make sure that I was solid, that I could weather whatever this storm was. So I started making some changes in my life. And to be honest, that's kind of where the, the podcast initiated from. I have had the idea to do a podcast for years, and I've loved listening to podcasts. I drive around a lot for my work, and so I'm constantly listening to something, uh, either audiobooks, sometimes music. It just depends on what the mood I'm in, but I did had discovered several years ago podcasts, and I thought, wow, this is a brilliant format. I love what people are doing with this, and I, but I just had so many other things going on. It never, you know, it just never did uh, become such a priority that I wanted to make it happen. So, but again, fast forward to 2020, everything's going haywire. So, I started working on me, and by that I mean. It's time to time to do some ship and shape. I mean, we need to go through and get the cobwebs out. Check out the basement. Um, what's in that closet? You know, I mean, I really, I, I haven't been much for self-care in a while. Um, I'm not saying I'm letting myself go, but hadn't been working out in a while. Um, diet probably wasn't the best. You know, I try to eat a salad occasionally, try to lay off the the fast foods. There's certain fast foods that I won't even go near. But anyway, so as you're as you're doing these things, as you're starting to 
look at your life and start to analyze, especially, you know, pushing the 50. I've had, I got some, some miles under the wheels, you know, seen some things, done some things, been places. So there's a lot of clutter up in the attic and down in the basement and in those closets that you haven't opened and looked in in a long time. So you get an opportunity to take an assessment, sit down, take a breath, think about it. Where am I at in my life? What have I been doing? Is it working? Is it not working? How about me and my family? Is that working? Not working? How about my business? Am I making money? Am I broke? Spirituality. Do you have a connection with a higher power? Are you feeling inspiration in your life? So these were all four aspects of my life. My body. My being. My connection with, with something else that's greater than me. My balance with my family, friends, associates. And my business. Am I making money? That's a big part of it, unfortunately. I say that. You got to eat. You got to have a roof. So work is part of life. Just get over it. You got to do it. So as I started going through all of these things, and let me tell you, it wasn't, it wasn't fun. It wasn't, a, it wasn't a fun process, especially the balance side. Now, I've been married a while, going on 30 years. We've been together for a long time. I love my lady. She is, in more ways than one, a savior to me. And so I've always thought that we had a great thing. We were good. We were solid. But then, you know, there's always little things that happen. You know, there's arguments. That's life. It's about being married, right? You got two people with their own ideas about life and about things. And hopefully there's a coming together uh, between the two. Sometimes, sometimes not. I'm sure you've been there. Is any of this making sense? All right. So back to the, the task of, at hand. So over this past six months, this process has been going on. And I really feel like I'm making some tons, some progress. I feel like I'm communicating better with my family. I feel like my I'm at least working out and making better choices. I'm trying to keep my body or at least get it back into a somewhat fit shape. Um, connection with the higher power. I mean, I definitely feel like that there's something else out there. Um, I did the religious thing for 20 years. Hardcore. Not so much anymore. But that's another episode. But what I discovered recently was that I 
I've made a lot of strides and I've gotten to a place that's good. But I didn't realize how bad the place was that I'd left behind. So I'm going to relay a story, very personal. I'm going to try to keep it as positive as possible because it has a positive outcome. So let's just begin. It may or may not have been mentioned in previous podcasts uh, that with everything that's been going on in the last year, we've had a lot of changes in our family as well. I have an older daughter that's been married for many years. She has her own children. They live in another location. It's a couple hour drive. We can go visit when we want. Not a big deal. It's not like you got to make arrangements for a flight and a hotel. But, you know, we try to get down there when we can. Always the birthdays, uh, some of the holidays, and then sometimes just a random date. So we got her, her and her tribe down there. And then here with me, um, my beloved wife was offered a job opportunity in another city. And this is a great career move for her. And so after a lot of discussion, counseling together, we decided that this was going to be a great chance for her to get some good experience in an aspect of her industry that she has a little bit of experience, but this would really enhance that, which could be great for her in the future. I'm 100% on board. We've made, we've made it work so far now for three or four months. It's been great. I go up there. She comes back down here. Usually every couple, two, three weeks, we get back together. We talk regularly on the phone, message back and forth all the time. So there is no, there is a separation, but it's not a separation like, oh, we're done. No, this is a different thing. So looking at that situation, If you would have come at me a year ago and said, this is, this is what's about to happen, I would have said, you're insane. It's, there's no way. We must, we must have separated for some, you know, we must have gotten to an argument and it's over. So this is like future me going back talking to, 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 to past me saying, hey, uh, 2021, you and your wife are going to be living in two cities. It's going to be like, uh, it's going to be amazing. You're going to love it. And I would have looked at future me and said, you're an idiot. That's stupid. That's not going to work. That's doomed to fail. How many people have failed doing that? So anyway, regardless, that's what we're doing. It's working so far. We're digging it. But what that does, and one of the main reasons that we chose that, obviously for my wife and her future, but the reason we chose not to just uproot and leave is we have one daughter that's remaining in high school. She's in her junior year. She's very active in extracurricular activities. And, and even in leadership positions. And so we did not want to screw up her last two years of school. That was as about as high a priority as my wife getting the experience and um, moving forward on this job. So 
our daughter's high school is super important to us. She's doing great grade wise. So why would we want to? Why would we want to upset that apple cart? We're not going to. So the plan was, in the original, was we'll get her through school and then we'll uproot and, and uh, meet you in Denver, and you'll already have it all set up. It'll be great. So that's that's the way we would proceed. So that kind of puts me in a little bit of a single dad mode. I'm definitely not trying to uh, relate to single dads or single moms. I know that's a way harder thing than what I'm trying to do because I still have 100% support of my my better half. And I know in those situations, various whatever it is, uh, they don't always have that. So I'm not in any way trying to say that I'm dealing with this and you guys can deal with it. Y'all have a whole whole different thing going than what I've got. And I totally empathize with you. I wish the best for you. I hope it's something that you can, that, that you and, and the other party, if there is one, um, can, can deal civilly because that is so important for your kids. Your kids have to see, even if you guys don't like one another, you have to have some sort of unity for your kid. It's important. So anyway, my wife and I, we still, we have that because this is a different situation. So doing the single dad thing, I'm, I'm popping, um, uh, popping her to, to her activities and, and now she's, now she's getting a job. And so there's all kinds of things that are happening. I mean, this is, this is, you know, junior year. This is how this goes. So something came up, uh, I don't know. It was about four or five months ago. She, she's coming up, she was coming up on her 16th birthday or she just turned 16. Sorry. Uh, she's coming up on 17, but, uh, she's already 16 and, but she wanted to get a nose ring. So she asked me, I said, no, I thanked her for asking me. That is a huge step for a 16 year old to come to their parent and say, Hey, pop, I'd like to get a nose ring. If your kids aren't talking to you like that, you really need to listen from here on out to this episode. If you don't have the kind of communication with your kids that they can feel comfortably asking you about something like getting a piercing or a tattoo or trying drugs or whatever it is, if your kids don't feel safe enough to ask you these questions, please take a moment and analyze the relationship that you have with your family. Let me continue. So she asks. I said no. And I gave her very valid reasons. At 16, I think it's too young. Your body's still developing. It's, and first, I don't know too many piercing guys, even with parental consent, that would consider doing a 16-year-old. I've had friends that do t- uh, tattoos and piercings. They're not going to get into that. That's a huge liability. So I'm sure there are some out there. You do enough Google searches, I'm sure you're going to find somebody who could give two, you know, two cares about that. But in this particular case, I just I put the kibosh on it. I was like, no, honey, but I tell you what, let's put a pin in it and we can revisit it maybe when you get to 17. I'm okay with that. Let's let's go through this year. Let's see what let's see what happens. And then, you know, that maybe. And also, that's a, I mean, I've had a nose piercing before. It's very painful number 1. It's difficult to to manage until it heals because you're constantly having to to treat it 
You just put a hole through your through your nose. I mean, good God. So there's some healing and pain, and she's also, again, she's at school. Now, her argument was, but we wear masks all day. Nobody will, nobody will see it. Valid point. My kid's got a noodle on her. <laughs> but, again, at the end of the conversation, I felt like we'd come to an, an, an agreement that we were going to wait. This was, this was all good, and we'll wait. And we moved on. So, fast forward to last week. And, wow, that was weird. Sorry, I had to pause for a second. There was some crunchling, crunkling sound going on in my in the background. And the, the cat was in the bathroom, threw the trash over, and was going through the trash. Had to take care of that. Anyway, I digress. Uh, last week... Uh, uh, daughter and I having a conversation here uh, at the uh, the old podcast table. Uh, I was working on some editing or whatever I was, and I guess she was having some issues at school or something. And and again, communication right now with between me and my family is on a level that I've never ever experienced, and it is so remarkable that I can talk to my kids. Now, granted, they're older now, sixteen. 20 or eight, 16, 18, 21, and then uh, 27. But I could, I can have conversations when they approach me about things that they never would have before. So, again, I'm, I'm this the conversation that we're having by now. I'm used to these. I'm, I'm she's coming at me with, with some uh, an issue that she's having with one of her. Uh, her fellow students and she's trying to figure out, you know, how to navigate it. And I'm, I'm trying, I'm listening and then I'm, I'm giving a bit and then I'm listening. It's just, it's, 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 this is the way parenting should be in my opinion. Now moving on in the conversation, somehow I just typically I'm an eye watcher. I, you know, I try to keep eye contact, but for some reason, I guess I glance down at her nose and there's a nose ring in her nose. <laughs> now, this is a septum piercing. If you're not familiar with septum piercings, that's the in-between the two. That's not one of the, one nostril or another. That's the, the, the area just uh, where your the two nostrils meet, right there uh, above your lip, uh, below the tip of your nose, kind of right in that area. Again, very painful. There is some cartilage there. Uh, if not done properly, uh, it can hurt like a son of a bitch. And so... If you do ever plan to do that, kind of like the old bull, you know, it's the bull ring. That's what we're talking about here. So anyway, it's not a huge, obviously it wasn't huge. It was very, very, very tiny. And, and I just, I was like, and you got a nose ring. And I just said it like that. And then she got this look like, you know, complete deer in the headlights look. And then she bolted out of the room and I was like, wow, that was weird. And so I just kind of went back to what I, what I was doing, <laughs> laughing, and then uh, she comes back, and you know we talked about it. I was like, "Hey, what what what's going on there?" I thought we had a discussion about this. I thought this wasn't going to be a thing. I thought we decided together. We had agreed. I should say we didn't decide. It, it was uh, we agreed that you were going to wait on that, and uh, you know. So again, the the conversation continued, and we were able to work through it. And I explained to her why the, that it's not good to to do the hiding and the lying and the secrets and and that's 
that's not a good way to have a relationship with anybody. There shouldn't be secrets. When there's secrets, it's like there's this this thing that's in the room that you know about, but the other party doesn't. And it's it it can it can distract you a lot. You know what I mean? And and so you're constantly having to in her case, hide this part of her life, this thing that she had done, this, and it was right on the, <laughs> right there on her face. <laughs> so, you know, but because of the way the, the ring is that she has, it's a split ring, so she can fold it up into her, like roll it up into her nostrils, and you can't see it. But when you roll it down, it, it you can. So it's, anyway, that's a very common uh, for some people who are in situations where they're at their work, they don't allow piercings. It's That's why they have those kind of piercings. Anyway, or that's why they have that kind of jewelry. So anyway, she, after the discussion or th in, throughout the discussion, it was, it was made aware to me that everybody knew, but me, my wife knew, my other daughters knew, my son knew. And I even think she, she, mentioned that her coach knew because I was like what about your coach I mean you're gonna get in trouble at school and she was like oh no she knows about it and she's okay with it she said as long as it's folded up she didn't care and so anyway I left that conversation again we left on a very very positive note I I just said hey in the future please you know you're coming up on driving you're coming up on getting a job there's a lot of trust I've got to have in you. And if I can't trust you, sweetie, there's there I can't let you drive my car. I can't let you, I'm not going to um, be comfortable with you going out with your friends. I need to know that I can trust you. I don't want to be in your business, but I got to know I can trust you. If you tell me, hey, Dad, we're going to the skating rink, I don't want to have in the back of my mind, well, she said the skating rink, but did she really mean down to the lake to get drunk? So... The trust is huge right now, especially in the, the 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 phase of your life that you're in. So again, I feel like we left that with a with a real good positive. And again, the way we talked through it a year ago, me, I'd have lost my mind. That was defiance. I was having none of it. I would I would have grounded her. I would have taken her computers. I probably would have taken off her phone. I would have done all kinds of crazy stuff. And we used to do that. It never worked for those of you who still behave that way. But maybe it does for you, or you think it does. I continue. So, as, as bothered as I was about her doing that, as the days went on, I really started to feel concerned about my relationship with my wife regarding this from the perspective of trust. So again, we're living in a situation 1200 miles away from one another. And, and trust is the most important thing right now in, in the world to me anyway. It, if it didn't matter if, if, if the entire world collapsed tomorrow, do you have people that you trust enough that you would race to them and say, okay, this is our, this is our team. This is our squad. It's us against the apocalypse. Do you have those people? 
in your life that you that you trust enough to know that they would have your back at all times? I mean, I thought it was my wife, and it is my wife. I'm not saying it's not, my wife is not because at the end of this story you'll understand. But at this time, so this is all going through my head. That's also another thing that I wanted to make sure to talk, to discuss in this in this uh, podcast. The thoughts that are running around in your head, not all, not all of those are correct. Not all of them are true. So, but by the weekend, I was convinced that there was no one on this planet that I could trust. And I was alone. Now that's internal. External, I'm still the same guy. I'm still projecting um, the same image that over the past six months that I've developed and and the interacting with and and talking with and positivity and motivational. I'm still that guy. But in the back of my head, there's this monster that's growing. And it's, it's, it really... On Monday, by Monday, over the weekend through, by Monday, I could not get out of bed. I got out of bed, took my daughter to, to, to school, did my walk, came home, and I went to bed. I've never done that. Not that I can remember, anyway. Maybe if I'm sick, this wasn't a sick. This was, this was a sick, but it wasn't a physical sick. This was an emotional and mental illness that struck me. Affliction, more like it, not not illness, but affliction that hit me like a ton of bricks. It was crippling. I really did not feel well at all. So, and again, I'm I'm still when I'm interacting with my wife. I love yous, and I do. There's no question on that. But I didn't. This I wanted to have a conversation with her about this, but I didn't want to have it over the phone. I felt like this is a need to have in person, eye to eye, face to face, toe to toe, hand in hand conversation. If you've never had one of those with your spouse, you might consider it's time to do that. So, so the meantime, I'm keeping all of this, all of this stuck up in the noggin, just bouncing around like it's crazy, the, the thoughts and ideas that are going around in my head. Um, not violence, nothing like that, but just, again, about not being able to trust anybody. And, God, what am I going to do if I can't trust anybody? Shit, I'm all alone. What am, you know, so all these crazy, you know, things keep bouncing. Around. And, again, it's like an echo chamber. It just keeps going and going and going and enhancing and getting louder. And finally, um, I, was, I, I figured out, okay, this is it. So, she was coming in for a visit, and I had, I had made up my mind that it's going to be right, right as soon as she lands, we'll get the, the hugs and the kisses and the I love yous and how was your flights, and, and we'll get all of that settled because it's about a 45-minute to an hour drive to our house, and this was going to be late. It was a late flight. So, but once all that was done, it was my intention to bring this up to my wife. And I, I ran it through my head so many different times and it all seems so much more eloquent. It always does in your head, doesn't it? Well, for me anyway. So the time came and I was so excited to see my wife. It had been a couple of weeks 
And it's always so good to see her when she comes in. And I did not want this trip. There were so many things about this trip that were important. The things that we had planned, things that we uh, intended to do. And, and just spending time together. And I didn't want it to be ruined. I did not want this monster to be in the room and me not be able to give her my 100% attention and affection. So I wanted to get it out of the way. Because what's the alternative? Okay, we're in the middle of, of one of the, the things that we're doing that we had planned to do over the weekend. And oh, hey, by, by the way, honey, you're a liar and, and I'm fucking pissed. That's, that's no good. Uh, how about on the on the, the the trip back to the airport before she gets on the plane? Hey, we've had a great trip, uh, but guess what? You're a liar, and I and I hate you, and I'm mad. No, that that sucks. <laughs> Both of those options suck. So in me, to me, I wanted to get it right out of the way. Just as soon as she, uh, we got all this the the the, the how how are yous and and small talks out of the way, and I did so, and we did, and the way that it went down was somewhat the same in my head, but it was in my head, but different, but better because it, it was actually done. And so in the discussion, I just, I told her what, what I just described. I said, sweetie, this whole week, uh, since I found out about this, I've been an, an absolute emotional and mental wreck. It's, it really has affected me. And I, I don't know exactly how to deal with it. And that's why this is the first time I think in my recollection that I've ever approached a conversation about something I, that I'm feeling or something um, with my emotions with you. And this is this is new territory, and I, I hope I don't fuck it up. But here goes. And, and I, I just did. I said, I, I, when I discovered about the nose ring, it was one thing, but then when I discovered that everybody else knew but me and that everybody kept it hidden from me, on purpose, it really did hurt me. And I know why. I know it's because old me wasn't a, a very good guy about those kind of things. Now, I'm, I'm not an abusive man. I'm not a, a physically um, angry man. I do get angry. I get yelly. I might have thrown something once or twice in the past 30 years. But it's mostly it's mostly just like the dog with the bark and no bite, um, you know. Now again, I ground I've grounded my kids. I've you know they've been down to like they were living in the Stone Age before, grounded style. But never been so. It's not like it was. Oh, my dad's gonna you know beat beat everybody's ass for that. That's not that's not me. Never has been. Okay. So, but it was a different kind of. I'm you know those words sometimes can be worse. They say right especially to the ones we love, the people that we're supposed to protect, the people that are supposed to be the most important in our life, we can be so brutal to verbally. And that's that's so common today. And I guess apparently it was a, the situation in our case, and I was completely oblivious to it. So, or at least that it was as intense that my entire family felt like they needed to hide something from me. So, Anyway, in the conversation, um, you know, I expressed it uh, as, as best I could because this is, again, it's new. I don't know how to talk about feelings. I've never been taught how to talk about feelings. That's not how I was raised. Now, bless my mother and father's hearts. They were loving and, and they gave us every, uh, everything they ever could. 
but they weren't raised on how to deal with feelings. They came from a, a from a time when that was unheard of. You don't talk about your feelings. Are you kidding me? 50s, 60s, 70s? No, absolutely not. Everything's, you know, you, you do what you're supposed to do. And if, if your feelings got hurt, suck it up, buttercup, right? And that's fine. But you can also deal with it in a more adult and rational manner and talk to the person that you're having an issue with instead of stuffing it in a box. And then every time you think about them, that box gets opened up and it, that monster gets bigger and you feed it. And then you put him back in the box whenever you see him. And then you open him back up and feed him some more and he gets bigger. So, and in my case, that's, that's what it was. Her response was, honey, we didn't know how to tell you because we didn't know how you were going to react. I think that was probably more heartbreaking than me thinking that I was the only person on the planet that I could trust. That my own family felt fear in discussing something so trivial with me. So that really made me, made me think. And it really made me appreciate that I started down the path that I did, that I have been on for the past six months. So in sharing that story, the lesson that I'm hoping comes across, communication is so important. The entirety of 2020, I think communication if we would have had so much better communication with one another from our government to us about what was going on, from us to our government about what we needed, from our employers to their employees and from the employees to the employers, from our families, mothers to fathers, parents to children, children to parents, the communication the lack of communication that we have with one another, I think builds more barriers and causes more unnecessary strife than probably anything else. Everyone wants to be heard. Everyone wants to be understood. But sometimes we have to listen. So sometimes when you're going through your house and you're checking that attic and you're checking the basement and you're opening those closets in your mind, sometimes you find some things that need to be addressed. But if you're sitting on your couch watching TV while your house is burning down around you? That sounds insane, right? But that's essentially what's happening. We've all been sitting at home, binging our Netflix, maybe even sitting right next to the person. That if we would have just turned off the Netflix and looked over at him straight in the eye, grabbed him by the hand, 
and said, honey, I think we need to talk about some things. And then go. Do it. How are you feeling? How are you holding up in all this? Is there is there something that's been going on that you've been hiding that you want to that it's time to, to bring it to the light? You have to do it. Stop lying to one another. Stop with the secrets. If we can't trust those that are closest to us, then we're doomed. So let's bring it back to the positive. Now it's just a joke about the nose ring and dad not knowing about it because I've gotten over it. It's done. But now that it's out, we can now reflect on it as a lesson and move forward. But then, I mean, how many, how many, have you ever had that happen? That something happened and anytime anybody, don't even bring that up because it still pisses you off because you didn't deal with it. Because you did not take care of the problem. All you did was stop doing that and ended it. You didn't explain why. You didn't come to an understanding with your child as to why this is not the way that you do things. This is not the way you behave. You just told them, didn't you? You just said, do it my way. And that's it. Man, that is such an outdated way to parent. You need to stop it. You need to talk to your kids. Because you know what? There's things that your kids aren't learning in school. Your kids aren't learning how to manage their finances. They're not learning how to take care of how do you get insurance? How do you buy a house? How do you rent an apartment? How do you get a job? They're not taught these things at school. Now, granted... They only got so much time, and they, they're trying to keep our kids as competitive in the marketplace as they can with sciences and maths. And, but there's still some practical things about life that our kids aren't taught. And you know what one of the most important ones is? How to deal with their emotions. When you figure out how to deal with your emotions, then you can interact with people in a way that you never have been able to before. What do I mean by that? Well, let's look at last year. We just had a presidential election. What a shit show. Could you hear anything through all of the yelling, arguing, and screaming about what the future of our country held? No. All I heard was a bunch of tantrums on both sides. Now, that example to our kids coming up isn't very good. And then when the adults in our kids' lives start feeding into that, that's not a great example either. So, not trying to get into politics on this, but it comes down to, again, it comes down to communication. We have to figure out how to talk to each other because people aren't doing it anymore. More and more, 
it's interacting through text, interacting through quick snippets on whatever social media that you, you uh, subscribe to. These aren't conversations. These aren't interactions. These are just passing blurbs. And so kids so much today don't know how. Have you ever listened to one of the kids these days try to talk on the phone? My, my wife and I, we used to laugh whenever our kids would we, hear them talking on the phone. Not to like their friends, but like to call, uh, say, to call uh, about a job or something like that. You know, to check, you know, they'd follow up on. Man, or, or even just to call a, a friend's parent to invite their friend over. You know, and, and it's just they don't. But that's because we didn't teach them. Instead of laughing about it, I should have I should have taken that opportunity to help my kids. But I didn't. I just, you know, we laughed about it, made a joke and ha 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 at their expense. So things like that, those are those are teaching moments. Those are opportunities for you to pass on a life skill to your kids that they're not going to figure out any other way. Unless somebody tells them that when you call somebody on the phone, hello, this is, and announce yourself, may I speak with who it is you're looking for? Oh, they're not available? Thank you very much. Would you mind leaving my name and number? And blah, blah, blah. This is, this is, it's second nature to most of us as adults, but to kids, they haven't been taught how to do that. They don't have phone conversations anymore. So, but... Texting is a different form of communication than, than verbally talking. And I don't think it's as, it nearly as effective as verbal communication. You don't get the inflection. You're not getting the body language. Another prime example. So I'm all hyped up on this, uh, you know, can't trust anybody thing. And I did something that, that I thought was nice for my wife. And I sent her a picture of it and, and, she replied back with something I didn't, I thought she was mad. I didn't know what the hell I was like, are you okay? Question mark, question mark, smiley face, heart, heart, heart. And, and she, then she came back and, but then in the conversation we had on the, cause that was like the day that I was picking her up. Whenever I picked her up that night, after we had the conversation that, um, uh, about the nose ring, I was like, Hey, and what was going on with that text thing? And it was a total misunderstanding, again, misunderstanding, miscommunication. She thought that the thing that I had fixed up for her, that I'd given it away to somebody else. And so she was mad about it. And I was like, baby, no, I would, I would never do that. Why would I give somebody something and then send it to you? That'd be like, oh, <laughs> look what you don't get. That's terrible. Damn, was I that kind of guy? Fuck. I hope not. But anyway... That's me rolling my eyes real quick because I guess I was. But anyway, the the, the texting, you, you're missing so much that is critical to conversating that it's just not there. And, and so everybody's reading between the lines, right? Well, well, he's a dick because he said that. Well, no, he didn't say that. Read the thing. Well, he didn't write that. No, no. You're projecting what he said. Read the words. And then when you read the words, it makes sense. But what you did was you read the words and in your head, you added whatever spin that you have about that person onto that message. Now, 
am I am I saying that people don't send shitty messages to one another? Sure they do. But a lot of times when we're getting messages from our kids, from our family, from our friends, when we take them out of context or we don't really I mean, I've got friends that I don't talk to on a regular basis and then they'll just send a random text or I'll send one to them. What? Sometimes, you know, and so there's no context there. I don't know what you're talking about. And and I'll maybe sometimes follow up with a question mark uh, and then, you know, the explanation will come. So sometimes, you know, or they'll, and that's the thing with texting. So you'll send a, a message and then you'll start typing another one and they respond to that first message before you finished uh, sending the follow-up explanation. So see, this is where texting is not the best mode of communication. It's It's not. So we have to still continue to teach our kids how to talk to one another and how to talk to other people. Okay. Again, same daughter, very, very anxious about talking to people. And we're working on as we go to places, she's ordering her food or we'll go to the donut shop and she'll place the order. But these, this is stuff that I should have been doing with her ages ago. And I feel bad. But I'm glad at least we're doing it now and getting it done. So I guess to sum the, uh, the episode up right now, this, not all of the stories in your head are true. The only way that you're really going to find out how that other person really feels is to talk to them. And that's what we should be doing anyway. I love watching TV. I love going to movies. But you know what? I don't do ne nearly as much of it now as I used to. The thought of sitting down and watching Netflix all day long today, I, I don't even think I could. Because I've got so many other things that I need to do and that I want to do. And then I'm doing it. And so at the end of the evening, sure, I'll, I'll throw on a, you know, a comedy um, as I'm getting ready for bed just to kind of get me in a jovial mood. Or, you know, maybe, you know, there was a new movie that popped out on, uh, on HBO the other day, so I'll check that out. But before, I could sit for days and watch the movie over and over and over. Or watch the entire Metri uh, Matrix series or Lord of the Rings or whatever. Just hours and hours and hours. But hand me a book? No. No way. Couldn't have, couldn't have even started to crack a book and try to read a book. I'd fall straight to sleep. So, but now, still may not be able to read a book. I think there's other things going on there. But I am able to do the project, take care of the projects that I have, like the one that you're listening to right now. And others that I've got going on. And so it's, I feel like my efforts are actually help doing something more than just me sitting there wasting time. So talk to one another, folks. Get out there. Get, the, get these thoughts in your head out. If you're having problems in your marriage, talk about it. If there's something that happened in the past in your marriage and you haven't resolved it 
I know they say let sleeping dogs lie. But you know what? Sometimes you got to wake that dog up to get him ready for the hunt. So, thank you for listening. I'd like to do a couple shout-outs, if I may. I just discovered that my cousin has a podcast. Man, I love that. It's pretty good, too. So, shout-out to Keith and Jeremy over at the Mayo and Mustard Show. Check those guys out. They're on your Spotify, too. I'll put a show lo- a link in the show notes. Hilarious. And some pretty good good thoughts from some country boys up there. Uh, shout out to Hobby G, always, and Rosie. Uh, check out the Hobby G show. Shout out to my main man, Germball23. And guys, we're going to get through this. I know we are. Cheers. <laughs>